Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome to Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from grappling grells to gangly grunts. And today we're talking about Grix. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm super stoked to learn about monsters. <laughs> now, you've had a run-in with Grix. As a matter of fact, you had a run-in with Grix in like your second time ever playing D&D. Yeah. Was you, it was it the second time ever playing? Was it the third time? It, it was, was right there. there. It was right it there was at the right beginning. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you know about Grix? They killed my friend. They did. They killed, they killed my friend and they, they ate killed him right special in front guest of me. Jake's first character. <laughs> like the second time he ever used him. I felt so bad. I'm pretty sure that was game three. It had okay, to be. Sure, game three. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But still. Like, yeah. He had some moments. He did. He was that flightless Aarakocra. Yeah, he did. He's dead. I'll never forget when his Aarakocra was like bathing in the river and making like crazy bird noises. And Yeah, and yeah. he impressed all these dwarves with his singing. With his bird song, yeah. Yeah, that was like his one <laughs> golden moment. Yeah, in it the was. Sun and then he died. And then he died. He did. He did. So Grix um, are a bizarre D&D monster that look like they should be Eldritch monstrosities, but instead are categorized as regular monsters. Um, they live, as many of these horrifying things do, in the Underdark. This worm-like monster lurking in deep caves and dark dungeons has only two driving instincts, eating and breeding. Um, mm. They wait unseen, blending in with the rocks of the caves and caverns they haunt. Only when prey comes near do they rear, rear up and strike. They are a simple creature, and as horrendous as they are, they are really just a form of underdark fauna rather than some insidious monster. I liken them more akin to a panther or bear when it comes to their role and their given ecosystem. Okay, well, like the carrion crawler and like yeah, a little like bit, that. except for a little less gross, but also equally terrifying. A little less gross, um, like the purple worm. Less sure. gross, but like more but also dangerous. less colossal than the purple worm. Absolutely. My God. Uh, let's get into it. Okay. So a Grick looks like a bizarre amalgamation of a slugworm or leech with physical features of a squid and a bird of prey. 
The long, wormy main body of an adult Grick is six feet to eight feet long. Its skin is rubbery and uniformly dark with pale underbellies. Their coloration varies from dark greens to blues and camouflage as well in the rocky terrain and shadows of their home environment. Its quote-unquote head is less of a head and more of a where this thing's body ends, another thing begins kind of deal. Okay. Uh, it has a pair of tiny eyes and a large snapping beak surrounded by four large suckered and barbed tentacles. Uh, these tentacles tend to conceal the beak unless the Grick is attacking or eating. Your average Grick weighs in at 200 pounds. This thing, I'm looking at a picture of it, and it looks like it should have a proboscis. But like, but instead it has a fucking eagle beak. it's got a bird face. It's, it's not a face, just the beak. It's not even a face, yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's it's kind of proboscis-esque. Like, because I mean, it protrudes out of the, 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 like, literally where the body ends. Like, there's... Like it has a, a beak in the way a squid or octopus has a beak under the Yeah, tentacle. it's more like that, yeah. But yeah. this beak is way more like that of, like, a fucking hawk. <laughs> or, or I don't know. A parrot. A, a parrot. Yeah, almost. it's like, got real nice curve to it. It's almost... Toucan Sam shit yeah, going toucan, on. Yeah, a toucan beak under there. Toucan Sam oh, with God. the grapple bite slam, baby. It's gonna fuck you up. Indeed. Shit will eat your friends. So... Gricks are passive predators that don't hunt so much as they simply lie in wait, kind of like the carrion crawler. Uh, Gricks or the are or the remoraz, yeah. Gricks are stealthy underground predators that infest dungeons, caves, and other shadow places under the earth, waiting patiently for prey to come within reach. They are adept at climbing and can slither up walls with little difficulty. They drag their rubbery bodies to places where creatures regularly pass, lurking out of sight amid rocky rubble and debris, squeezing into burrows, holes, or crevices, climbing up onto ledges, or coiling around stalactites to drop onto unwary prey. That's mm. horrifying. One of those things just drops These on are the you. The worst snakes. The worst snakes. <laughs> Gricks will remain in an area until the food supply dwindles. This most often occurs due to sentient creatures becoming aware of their presence and invariably either plotting alternate routes around their layers or hiring monster hunters to take care of the issue. How come nobody comes through the cave anymore, Billy? It's the way you drop on them. I know. <laughs> you have to drop more with more subtlety. More subtlety, more speed. Indeed. <laughs> Fucking smart. They're not that they don't they're not smart enough to speak, but if they if they were, they would sound like that. That's um, what the body language translates into. Indeed. Indeed, that's how they, they wiggle about. Um, when prey is scarce in the underdark, Rakes may resort to venturing above ground to hunt in the wilderness, lurking in trees and on cliffside ledges. These creatures are not comfortable under the open sky, however, and return to the subterranean world as quickly as possible. Mm. They're not about that open air. Yeah. It's too oh, cold. fuck. Go back down. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Gricks consume virtually anything that moves except for other Gricks. Um, they are quite direct and tend to target whatever prey is nearest, grabbing a fallen creature with their tentacles and dragging it off to eat it alone. Gricks lair in any sheltered space that can accommodate their bodies, including holes, burrows, ledges, and crevices. They do not collect treasure, but their layers are likely to contain the uneaten objects as they cast off possessions of intelligent prey. Um, so they can be places to raid. Expert guides and trackers know to look out for these telltale signs indicating a Grick nest is near. That is cool that you can at least like do something about it. Like other than just like forcing yourself and your party to get ambushed like every time they're around. You can right. actually like Figure it out. Yes, indeed. Underdark explorers sometimes steal off the routes leading to and from a Grick lair to starve them, then claim the wealth of foul creatures. Uh, claim the wealth of the foul creatures' victims. So nice. Yeah. Again, they're not very intelligent, and they're not so strong as to just be able to like bust out of you stealing off their their lair. Pack hunting Gricks can be particularly vicious. They instinctively gang up on prey, mobbing a single target and tearing it to pieces before turning their attention to the other creatures nearby. 
Okay, so there's separate, like they can be found solo or in a pack. The next sentence elaborates. Okay. <laughs> Greeks hunt solo, but are more often found in packs of three to six. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Okay. Uh, a Greek pack is often led by a single well-fed oversized alpha around which the others congregate. A mated pair of Grix lay a clutch of oblong blue-green eggs about the size of a human fist. Young Grix are known as Grick Wormlings. Grick Wormlings are, believe it or not, edible and are known to be served in the Dale Ends stuffed with rice pilaf and diced celery. So the big one's not? Just I the mean, little one is? I think, I guess we're going with a, the little ones are tender kind of deal, which is fucked up, but whatever. Like veal. Like veal. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the big ones is to get too tough. I guess so. They start. They eat too many people's butts, and then yeah. they smell like butts. And you can't eat sure. that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Cured and spiced Grick tentacles are also a common food item. This leads me to believe that Gricks could theoretically be domesticated and bred for food. I will now be including at least one Grick farm in my next Underdark adventure. Damn, uh, a what's the snail with the five faces? <laughs> Five eyes? The flail snail? The flail snail. Yeah. I can't believe it was that simple. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> flail, snail, flail snail farm. Uh-huh. Grick farm. Mm-hmm. What are some other good farms for D&D monsters? Uh, like underdark farms or just monsters in general? Let's start. Owl barrows, I think, is a thing. Owl they, they can be farmed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, griffins can be kind of domesticated. I don't know if that counts as a farm. Is it a farm if you only have horses? It's a ranch. Griffin ranch. Griffin ranch. Is that what a ranch is? Is a ranch a ranch because it's horses? And a farm's a farm because it's, well, it's not horses. Um, the difference between a ranch and a... <laughs> difference. So I could have a Grick farm, but I couldn't have a Grick ranch. Unless you know, I was riding the Gricks. A farm is a land where a farmer grows crops and livestock for dairy products. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A ranch, on the other hand, is a land where livestock such as sheep, cattle, goats, and pigs are raised. Oh. A rancher works to maintain the grazing grass. is is, is essential for the livestock animals. So it's a primary function thing, not okay. necessarily so like the gri- a... So, so raising the Gricks for meat would be a ranch. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to Grick Ranch. Welcome to Gr- Grick Ranch. Uh, don't go in the back without supervision. <laughs> A Grick Ranch would be like next to like what if like Stone Giants had a Grick Ranch? I could see that. I mean, they they dwell in the same layer, and I think a Stone Giant can handle Gricks pretty well, right? Like, and, and I don't think they mind the tougher meat either because they're they're just fucking Stone Giants. They like anything, it when right? stuff's tough. Eat rocks like yeah. Gorons. They don't need no rice pilaf. They don't need rice pilaf. What is a rice? <laughs> that shit don't grow down here. It's true. It really. I doesn't. just eat Gricks. They they pickled Grick. Pickled Grick. Oh, they. I bet they eat it with uh, with mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. What did we just do. read about mushrooms? Sautéed mushrooms. Um, fungus on the um, on the baby intellect devourers, the Ustalagors. That's yeah, right. They that were, was last they were, episode. They were spicing it up with some fungi. Man, um, I wonder if there's anything in the Heroes Feast cookbook about baby Grick, like adolescent Gricks. Mm, I think okay. So the Heroes Cookbook is that like the the book that like simulates adventure? Yeah, like, it's meals? it's real. Like they convert yeah. the recipe to right. But there's lore in that book about like certain things. Okay, like, so I think normally it, this would be made with this mystical creature. You right, can use right. Okay, chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think. So I think if you were trying to replace Grick meat <laughs> with mm-hmm. real world meat, the closest thing I can think of is something that I don't even know where the hell you would get it living in California, and that's lamprey. Okay. Like, which is like a type of eel. 
Right. Yeah, and like it with with the proboscis and all that, they're really gross looking. Yeah, um, uh, reference mind witnesses episode. Indeed, but um, in Game of Thrones, uh, in the books, I don't really remember in the show them talking about it, but like lamprey pie, and there's all kinds of lamprey meals that they eat in in the world of Wester- Westeros. Um, but yeah, I think yeah that would, eel. You would have to replace it with eel. I think just straight up eel. I love yeah. eel. That's one of my favorite sushi rolls. Yeah, I was gonna say I do love eel in my sushi. So Fresh Greek water, sushi. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I would eat Greek sushi. There's can your you, rice pilaf. Can you imagine uh, Stone Giants being like sushi chefs? Yes, absolutely. That's a great one. Dicing up them Greeks. It's dark down here. We're cutting fish. In case you Except didn't. it's not fish, it's Greeks. In case you hadn't figured it out, I don't have anything else on Greeks and me and Brian are padding the episode. It's a Kuatoa roll. <laughs> Brian, it's, do you um, have the stat block for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this one's kind of short. Yeah, sorry, guys. I meant to add another animal to this, but guess what? I'm having a baby like tonight or tomorrow so i'm out of time maybe short episode uh, sorry maybe i'll pad the back with a skit that'd be cool um i had a skit in mind and special guest jake is going to help out with some stuff so maybe Mm -hmm. there will be a skit at the end Mm -hmm. stay tuned selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we got Grick, medium monstrosity. It's neutral. Armor class is 14. <laughs> it's neutral. Natu- it, natu- never, it never takes sides. It's got natural armor. Yeah, it don't, don't care. It's just trying to eat uh, H or get eat on a ranch. Surprised it's just not unaligned. Uh, yeah. Because it's really just an animal. 
Can't wait to see what its intelligence is. Uh, HP is 27 or 68. Uh, it's got a movement speed of 30, a climbing speed of 30. That makes sense. That's so fast. It like, is. It climbs so fucking fast. Yeah. Just doesn't care. It gets up a wall 30 feet in six seconds. Yeah, These are tremors tough. that just don't dig. Mm-hmm. Fucking tremors. Do you think there's a tremors movie where it's like, they stop digging. They're just above the ground now. No, because that would take a lot of like... Um, well, they did, we, do, they did do that. They fly, though. They did? Yeah. What? Yeah, they start flying. In which That's one? That's the ass blaster in, in three. They call it the ass blaster. I never saw fires three. Methane. I saw one, and I think I've seen two. Yeah, one Anyways, is so good. One is great. Everybody's been talking about Tremors in the comments. Yeah, because so it's a great movie. Maybe I'll add that to the, the labor list. My fiance's asked me to make a, a list of movies for the labor. Oh, yeah. I'm adding Tremors to the list. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. We got the... Oh, yeah, this, the abilities. Uh, 14 Strength, 14 Dex, 11 Con, uh, 3 Intelligence. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, um, a what? what is it, the little mind dog? Intellect Devourer. An Intellect Devourer can... Is it safe for it or no? No, it can find this thing. Oh, man, poor Grix. F- they don't yeah. stand a chance against that thing. Yeah, against anything, really, it doesn't look like. <laughs> they're challenge rating, too. They're not bad. They're actually not bad. 14, I mean, 27 you've HP. seen, personally, Grix kill a man. So don't tell me yeah, they're not that bad. I should have been over there with them. <laughs> but I used I used the uh, mobile feet to go fight a wizard. You did. You dove right in. I and went and past poor, like six guys. Poor Icarus just got devoured and dragged away by Grix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Intelligence 3. Wisdom 14 and Charisma 5. They're pretty good, except like their social skills and their thinking, their thinking brains. I mean, I don't think you could blame them for having more social skills. They're almost people. They're so not close. really. Not, no. They resist bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical slash stone giant. Teeth. There it is. They do have tough skin. They do. They got tough skin. Um, they have dark vision of sixty feet, passive perception of twelve. They don't speak any languages. Even wah, if they wah. did, I don't know if their mouth could could handle language. Yeah. They got a toucan beak underneath some tentacles. Uh, they're challenge rating two. Proficiency bonus is two. They get stone camouflage. The Grick has advantage on dexterity or stealth checks made uh, to hide in rocky terrain. Mm. The Underdark is pretty much all rocky terrain. That's kind of its, its deal. Wet. Yeah, unless it's artificial terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, multi-attack for the actions. The Grick makes one attack with its tentacles. Uh, if that attack hits, the Grick can make one beak attack against the same target. So a tentacle is a melee weapon attack with plus four to hit a reach of five feet on one target. It's going to do nine or two d6 plus two slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Beak is a melee weapon attack that is plus four to hit, reach of five feet, one target. It's going to do five or one d6 plus two piercing damage. Okay. okay. Straightforward. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's straightforward. There's an alpha Grick that I guess you could read if you want to. It's just going to be everything the same but bigger. Yeah, a buff, a buff version of these stats. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on this guy. I I have one, and that's I like these guys. I think they're cool. I just think they're interesting and weird and scary, um, but also silly looking. And they were responsible for one of my uh, first uh, actual like player deaths. Oh yeah, and yeah. They'll yes. always have a special place in my heart for that. <laughs> and uh, I use them to kill a fantasy bat, a fantasy <laughs> bird. It's just like, and the thing was like, it wasn't like. Um, like, I didn't send you guys into something that was overpowered. No. Um, I didn't, like, roll particularly well or bad. Uh, it was just, like, some poor decisions were made, and then there was some bad luck on some saves, and, like, a death just, it just happened. And, like, we were all surprised by it. But also, like, it really w- went well with the story. Yeah, a man so. died, a new man 
was born. Showed up later, yeah. Who was just an absolute fucking train of oh, a character. Was. Yeah, that should have been our first time that Paladins are OP as fuck. Is that that guy came in and started <laughs> oh, like... Oh, shit, sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, J- yeah, Jake's next character was virtually unkillable. Yes, so. he was. Um, yeah, if you don't want to die, play a Paladin. True that. Anything else? Um, yeah. Um, I, I was going to piggyback off of like how you say, you're saying you like these things. I like the ecosystem feel of it. You know, like this is just a yeah. part of the food chain. Yeah. One of those things. Like, There's been a few of these monsters now where they seem like a monster, but it's like, oh, no, they're just like another member of the food chain. Yeah. Um, so I imagine like the Underdark has animals in it that aren't listed in the monster stats and stuff like that. You know, probably like. I'm sure it does. Bats or like. Yeah. There are salamanders and lizards and stuff that like just see in the dark. And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm there's, sure there are. There's probably like like crap cave the crabs. Fish, there's fish. Yeah. Cave crabs, that sounds horrifying. It's a thing. They don't need to see either. In real life, that's a thing. That's there's a crabs thing, yeah. that live deep under in the caves. In the caves underground, yeah. It's scary as there, fuck. All these animals in the system I'm thinking of are like albino white or, right, cl- or right, clear. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I now I'm 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 thinking of things I've seen and yeah, I, I know what you mean. Crabs. I think they eat bat guano that like comes down the little river stream. Oh my they, gosh. Like, they do stuff like that. Disgusting Fucking ecosystem. Perverts. Oh, nice. Um Yeah, like so your underdark could be filled with like really interesting stuff like that that scales up to things like the Grick or scales up to stuff like the Flump. Like the Flump is kind of like an uh a food chain item, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty well established. The Underdark in D&D is a very um, populated place. It, yeah, it's, it's not, rich. It's diverse. Yeah. It's not um, like caves underneath ecosystem. the earth, which are like barren and rock. And that's all they are. But like, no, there's ecosystems, fungus monsters, entire societies, and they all hate each other. It's its own alien world, and it's dark, and mm-hmm. it's under. Yep, indeed. Yeah. So that's, that's what you know. Need to know. I like Underdark episodes, like how we flesh out more of it every time we talk about it. Like, yeah. Oh, damn! I need a place for this, or like, mm-hmm. uh, actually, like running the Underdark for a campaign. Like, you have to think about what the layout of this place is actually gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a fucking giant lake over here. Like, there's a tunnel system here. There's, like, you know, it yeah. goes down, it, elevation down, down, down. Like you, you think you should not be going this far deep. Like, oh fuck, what am I doing? Right. Um. Like you can't see. You can see a mountain peak when you're hiking. You know you have to go up it. But in the Underdark, you have no fucking clue. No. You have no, um, what's it called? Um, Spatial, like, or, like, regional. Well, a ranger specializes in Underdark could. Like, you were talking about, like, Underdark travelers. Mm -hmm. People that use the Underdark. I'm sure there's, like, a roped section, you know, Mm -hmm. like... We can go this way, and it's not that treacherous. It's like walking through the woods. What I'm trying to say is you don't really have a context for... You don't really have a context for direction or distance in the Underdark. Yeah, unless you're a specialized like ranger class, and then you exactly. and then you do, and that's right. that's a good advantage to have. So if you know like with your players up ahead of time, like we're going to have an Underdark campaign, so mm-hmm. just guys know that and role play how you will. So one person wants to be like, okay, well I'll be the ranger, right? And like we can actually navigate this place, or that there's a DMPC doing something like that. Because if you're just a bunch of like, no nothings. The Underdark is a tough place. Indeed it is. <clears throat> you ready to build a Beholder? I'm ready to build the Beholder. Is this our new, this is our first new Beholder? No, I think we started it last time. Did we start it last time? I, God, yeah. I can't keep track of this. We need to pull up the list. We will pull up the list. I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest where we're building our Beholder. But before we do that, I need to get cozy. Where's my slippies? Here they are. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Now we can talk about. Okay, so we're we're stuff. struggling with this one, mostly in the beam uh, direction. We have we, we have a the lot fake of ideas. Feature. You want to go over the feature first? 
The feature is going to be a big rancher-style cowboy hat. No, what? No, it's not. I thought it was going to be the stone skin oh, you're thing. you're right. Okay. Stone camouflage. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the, the rancher hat. hat, but like... Let's give it the hat. Well, but then it, we haven't done anything actually Grick-related. Grick Ranch. Like, maybe this guy can be... Listen, we make the rules here. <laughs> Fine. He has a stupid rancher hat. It's not stupid. You said you I, like it. I, I mean, I do like it. I just don't think it actually fits, but that's fine. I mean, it, it does fit because we put it on his head. Yeah, it'll fit. It has to. Hobble Man will make it fit. Hobble Man now has to do the... I guess the eye socks can come. He can make strategic holes for the eye socks to go through in the hat. Okay. Yes. Got you. Absolutely. Um, but what it's about big. our bean? It's a big hat. What about him? Uh, you know what? He 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 ranches Grix, and where does he get his Grix from? From his fucking interdimensional Grix beam. Yep, it so, has to be that. Yeah, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it, it's got to be it. He's got a Grix beam, it, a beam that fires Grix. It fires Grix. Yeah, once a turn, he could basically it's like summoning a Grix to help him fight. Yeah, and and he's it, a great Grix rancher, so he's you know he's got them under control. So is it like? You know, beam of energy hits like a point on the map and then a Grick appears there. Or is it like a beam of energy f- opens up a port like fires and opens up a little portal and a Grick like falls out of it. And it's like, oh, shit, where am I? Or like the thing like opens okay, up new and idea. fires a new Grick idea. out of new it. Idea. New idea. <laughs> okay. Um, beam is a like a rancher's whistle that summons any Grick within uh, a mile radius that can hear it. <laughs> The Grick's come calling because he's a Grick rancher. He fires into, he he blows into the eye on the tentacle and it's got a whistle on the back of it that just like comes out the back. Yeah, so it, exactly. The, the arch should have one like tentacle we, to the mouth. I feel like well, Grick's falling from the ceiling. This No, they don't fall from the Well, maybe if they are on the ceiling, they come. But like <laughs> we we have precedent for this. Hold on. I got to go over Cruel Eyes. I know he, I know Cruel Eyes had a beam that was. The roar beam, where it just was a roar. Yeah. And there was another one. Roar. There was another one. Hold on. The brain juice beam was a squirt. Like, so we, we've done this before. Like, where instead of an eyeball at the end of the tentacle, it's another thing that does a thing. Yeah. So this is like a little Grick mouth that, that makes a Grick call. And and then that call calls Gricks that are under the rancher's control. That call calls Gricks. Yep. <laughs> Grick call. <laughs> we did it. Fuck yeah. Success. I'm loving the rancher hat. It's, yeah. it's the yeah, I know. It's the diversification we need. Sure. And the diversification we deserve. Sure, absolutely. You really <laughs> you were really married to the hat. I had to let, me, let you have it. Well, you said you liked it. So I do. I do like it. I just <laughs> Just imagine I'm glad, the end. We got, a dolphin, we got... Bo- a dolphin boy, somebody that looks like they're wearing a coat, but they're not, and someone with an actual hat. It's <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> All right. Uh, perfect. Do, this is going to set a tone for the stuff we do later. Like, remember, he's yeah. a rancher. Yeah, he's he a rancher. Eats, yeah. He eats Grick veal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He raises them he and raises they listen. Them. He's a Grick whisperer. The Grick whisperer. A pack of Gricks follows this beholder down the halls of its lair. Okay. I think I think we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys Find later. us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> or Discord or whatever. Bye. <laughs>
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.